Welcome to the Beauty, Brains, and Barbells podcast, the show that talks all things female resistance training to help women feel beautiful, confident, and strong in and out of the gym. Now for your hosts, Jordan and Gretchen. Welcome back, Jordan and Gretchen, to talk today about something very near and dear to their hearts right now. The feeling of being overwhelmed. How do we combat that? How do we work through that? How do we smile and stay sane and not kill ourselves, our husbands, or anyone else in the process? So I put this on to do, because like a couple weeks ago, I was feeling pretty overwhelmed. And like, I know a lot of females out there feel like they have to do it all, right? You have to have a job, run a household, keep your sanity, work out, eat right, all the, all the things. And normally, like you get a flow. And it's fine. Um, For me, one to two wrenches in that plan, and it kind of spirals, right? So a couple weeks ago, I was feeling this, so I put it down. But it's perfect because Jordan and I currently are going through these feelings. So we're going to walk through it on how how we hopefully get through it. It it really is something that I think all women feel. And I'm not saying that males don't feel it now and then, but I do feel it is more commonly stated by females that they feel overwhelmed, that they have to keep up with everything, maintain some sort of standard. Yep. And it is with males and we are just as guilty of that. Yeah. Um, so for me, when I start to feel this way, well, first I take a deep breath. I probably call Jordan and complain a little bit. Um, get like the real anger out, you know, before I hurt somebody. Uh, but once I've calmed down, I make a list and I break down what needs to get done. I am very much list oriented as well. I make a to-do list every morning. Uh, I also, I list out like my critical tasks for the day too, things that need to get done or big objective things. My days also have themes to them. Like Wednesdays are a podcast day. It's like podcast day and or meeting day. Um, Cause I know that we record. I know that then I usually have a little bit of break. It's a great time for a couple of meetings. If I need to like Thursdays tomorrow is all training and programming days. So I write a lot of programs do a lot of things like that. But within that, <clears throat> I make my list of critical things that need to get done. So that helps prevent a lot of overwhelm. But like you said, a little wrench in the plan then I got to scrap that list and remake it. And sometimes it looks like a lot of X's mark the spot on my to-do list. Yeah. Um, definitely like the, the critical thing that needs to get done. I like that. I definitely do like a, what needs to get done right now. What has to get done today. The world will burn down if it doesn't get done today and what can get done later. Yes. Um, it's yeah. funny. One of the coaching groups that I'm in right now, we've really been talking about the importance of to-do lists and things like that. And it, it amazed me for all of the coaches in the group, how few of them make to-do lists every day. I know it's, it's sometimes it's a really big personality thing for to-do lists, mm-hmm. but we've really been stressing critical tasks. And I am like thriving on this because one, there are sometimes we enforce penalties to each other. Like one day it was a hundred burpees. If you didn't get your critical task done for the day. And I was like, drop everything. This will be done immediately. We post on social media, we tag each other. Like it's fun accountability with it, 
And that's like totally my jam. Like if somebody is depending on me to get it done, I'm done. Like it's, it was done three minutes ago. Um, but it's been fun to, to up that a little bit. I'm always very competitive with myself, but to have other people and to have my list and my critical tasks judged by others. Yeah. It's a big one. Yeah. Um, along with making lists, like you, you make lists every morning mm-hmm. of what you need to get done. That's your routine. I think establishing a routine is huge. I, um, I will write lists down when things start to pile up. Otherwise I kind of keep a tally in my mind of what needs to get done that day. If it's a lot, then I'll physically write it down so I can see it and keep a mental note. But otherwise my routine is so much the same that it's kind of repetitive. Like I'm a little OCD and I have like a home routine that has to get done. So each day has its own, like either cleaning thing or some kind of laundry or whatever that happens. So it doesn't get piled up. Um, so like, I don't write that stuff down. Cause it's just, you know, Thursdays are always laundry day, right? Wednesdays are always towel day, stuff like that. Um, but when I add things into the daily thing that has to get done, that's when I start to write it down. You know, and I think with routine, it's, it's so vilified sometimes and that people are like, you just don't get it. Like it's, it's so hard, blah, blah, blah. It is really hard to establish a routine and Gretchen, I love you, but like your day has a lot more like similarity day to day than maybe mine does. Right. Like I have some mornings where I'm not coaching. And then I have mornings where I'm coaching. Um, I have some evenings where I'm coaching and some evenings where I'm not. So my every single day looks different, which to me, like when my clients say, you know, you don't know what it's like because they have kids and they have all these activities they got to run to. I do know what it's like to not have consistency in each and every day, which is why a routine is that much more important. Yeah. If I didn't have some type of morning routine, some type of evening routine to my, to kind of bookend my days, I would be lost. Um, I think that my routine, and we made a, we made a whole episode on morning routines, but my morning routine really sets the tone for my entire day and helps to combat my feelings of being overwhelmed. I wake up and I mean, I am your true shower thinker and everything that needs to get done during that day starts to pile up. And so I can really, it's, it's funny since I started taking my heart rate and blood pressure every morning, noticing on the mornings when I'm feeling more overwhelmed than others, maybe a little more stressed than others, how big that factors into it. And I I haven't yet, but I would like to, after I kind of go through my entire morning routine, which is not then a true resting heart rate or blood pressure, see what it does. Because I feel so much better when I can look at my list and I can say, I've done all that. Like I've, I've literally checked all these boxes so far in my day. I'm done. Like I feel great. Um, my head feels 10 times clearer and I feel like I know exactly what I need to tackle next to continue to kind of calm my mind and continue moving forward. Yeah. And I know a lot of, I know you work a lot with like nurses and people on weird schedule shifts. I've been in that where I've been on 12 hour shifts, 24 hour shifts, you know, random overtime thrown at me. Um, and having that routine, even if it's not like on the same day, you can do the same things, but keeping that routine. So when you get back into your normal day-to-day life, you can just jump right into that routine. And it's not such a 
cluster and you're not so flustered trying to figure out where you need to start and what needs to get done. Yeah, it's, it really is valuable. And I know that like you might listen to this and you might say you have kids to get ready, you have to get ready to go to work. And those are all valid things you have to do. However, it, it could be a 10 minute routine, very, very quick, very, very simple. And it might mean that you have to get up five, 10 minutes earlier. It might mean that you put down the phone and you don't scroll social media. You don't turn the TV on something to set the tone for your day that may take a little bit of time to kind of get comfortable with and to not feel like it stresses you out a little bit more. But I really do believe that very quickly you will find that it, it helps alleviate stress. I think that really as like a guideline, right? So if things are chaotic, you can kind of look back at what's my normal routine. What do I normally do and go off of that? Yes, it can be flexible. If something comes up, like you and I do not have human children. We have fur babies and they can pretty much do what we want. So we're lucky in that way. But if something happens, if a kid gets sick and you start to feel overwhelmed, just kind of, it's more of that guideline. Like this is kind of where I can start. You have a starting point. So you don't just completely lose your mind. Um, Also learn how to ask for help in the areas that you need extra help. This one we're terrible at this. I know this is so much easier said than done. I know that a lot of you are going to be like, yeah, okay. I'm going to ask for help. Um, seriously, much easier said than done, but it needs to happen. And this is something that both of us really need to get better at. Yeah. I mean, I look at like a good example for the both of us and like how we've used this together, right? You're, you're taking your certification for nutrition coaching and you're going through that and I've already done it. I've done the level one. I've done the level two. I work in this right now. Um, Mm -hmm. and you put in so much work and I told you from the beginning, like, let me know if you need any help, but it's a, it's a confidence thing. You want to prove your worth and prove that you can do this to yourself and everyone else. And it finally got to the point of like, Jordan, I'm just stumped. Like I I need some help. And we worked through it. You passed. Yay. Yay. But it, it, it is okay to ask for help. I think that uh, you know, there is the validation piece of you want to prove that you can do it, prove that you're capable. However, prove that you're capable and just get it done. You know, it's, it doesn't done is, is better than not done. And who cares if you had a little bit of help along the way? Um, because without the help, you might, you might not get it done. It might suck. You might hate it. All not good things. I think you said the exact thing that like, I need to tell myself multiple times when I need it for help. Getting it done is better than not getting it done. So yeah, yeah. for example, when it comes to like, again, I'm a crazy OCD person when it comes to my house. Um, my husband kind of runs our business and I'm here to help in the background and support him. I run the household. I make it the way I want it to be. I have a certain way of cleaning and doing things. And if it doesn't get done that way, I get a little crazy. Um, so when I'm feeling overwhelmed, his first thing is to, what can I do to help? How can I help with this? It's very hard for me to let him help because he might fold the laundry wrong. He, for some reason, thinks that separating our clothes from each other is what I want when we wash them because I wouldn't want them to touch in the washing machine. Um, <laughs> I, I'm sure you don't want my clothes with your clothes. Nope, that's not how that works. Um, <laughs> hey, he separated them. He did separate them. Um, But at the end of the day, 
I have clean clothes, right? And they are put away. They're not piled up on the bed. They're not piled up in the laundry room. They're clean and put away. Life goes on. Um, but it's really hard for, I really think women, particularly in their day-to-day to let that happen. Yeah, I think we really don't want to bother people is a really yeah. big one. Yep. Um, I, you know, I know you have a job, you have two dogs of your own, you have your own life that you want to take care of. And I, I don't want to bother anyone. I don't want to create any disturbance in anyone else's day. I should be the only one who has to deal with the stress and overwhelm. Yep. And I think those, those are very common feelings for a lot of people, but <clears throat> I think that we, we are taking our stress and our feelings of overwhelm so hard. And we think that by asking somebody for help, we're, we're going to push all of that same amount of stress and overwhelm on them. And now it's two people suffering instead of what actually happens. Mm-hmm. You alleviate a little bit of your stress, probably not all that much by asking somebody for help. Depends on what the project is. You give them a little bit. And if they ask for help or they volunteer their help, you're giving them enough that they can actually support and take as well. So it's not at all a bother. It's actually something that they're going to feel it's, it's reversed, right? Like you no longer feel like you're proving your value or worth by asking somebody to help, but they are proving it to you. So now somebody else, it's their opportunity to show, Hey, I can help. Like I'm, I'm a helpful person. I can support you. I can do these things for you. Yeah. And here's the kicker. Like I will be overwhelmed. I will have way too much on my plate. And I will say, if you need my help, I'm here. Right. So now I'm going to add more. So because I, I want to help someone. I don't want them to feel overwhelmed. I want to be there if they need my help. Um, and I would love to, but then in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, they're doing the same thing. And I don't want to give them too much more. And what I really enjoy about, like, when we warm up together at the gym is we've said it before. It's kind of like our unload time. It's time for us to like, this is what's going on in the day. This is what's going on in the week. And we're going to say it out loud for 10 minutes while we're warming up and then it's going to be done. That's really helped. Like one, talk it through with somebody mm-hmm. Two, like you say it out loud and you kind of realize how ridiculous it is. And then you can laugh about it and be like, all right, it's fine. It's not the big deal, but it relieves like that pressure valve just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I'm not making you do anything. Like you don't have to add anything to your plate. You're just sitting there listening and I'm sitting there listening to you. But that, I mean, that really helps. So I think having someone that you can like speak things to without the pressure of, okay, now I need you to fix it for me. And I think, you know, that in and of itself is helpful to just be a listener to somebody. And I think we, it kind of came without needing to be said. Yeah, I know that this is a, a regular frustration with significant others. They want to be fixers. They want to love, support you, and they want to fix it. Ask them to just listen and very clearly state, I just want you to listen. I need to vent about some things. I don't want a solution right now. <laughs> And then go, you know, if they say that they can do that, then go. And if they do start to bring up solutions, calmly tell them or do your best to calmly tell them. Not yet. Not yet. It's, I actually listened to a podcast about listening and I don't remember who it was from. It was a podcast about listening the other day. And they talked about this exact scenario, how 
we're really bad as humans of, of asking for what type of listener we need. And we just assume everybody's going to listen the way that we want to. And that's not true because everybody was, was gifted with different listening skills. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> if you've ever been married, you know, <laughs> and yes. that's, that's one thing. When we got married, I had to very clearly state, I'm not looking for a solution right now. My dad love him dearly. Have to tell him I'm not looking for a solution right now. I am 29 years old. This man has known me from birth and he still needs to be reminded of it. So we have to communicate those things. And if, if that's your way of asking for help of, I just need you to listen and I need you to hear me and I need you to not offer suggestions or not offer advice. And if they say, okay, great. I know that you and I, we have our days of saying, you know, uh, what, what, do? oh, I'm one bad comment away from crying today. And we have things like I'm ready to murder someone today. Like we'll say things that is kind of our unspoken way of saying like, don't push me today. Like I'm, you know, it it kind of gives that warning without expressly saying, you know, maybe I'm not the best listener today, or maybe I'm not in the best position today. And if we weren't, if we weren't so close, we would need to clarify a little bit, but yeah, it just works. Yeah. It's definitely too like, Hey, let's not egg people on. Cause we are very like jokey in the gym and maybe today is not the best time to make jokes. So let's not start them. Type yeah. of thing. And we just know, um, I think one of the most important things too, is to make time for yourself. Right. So <laughs> this is a hard one for a lot of us as well. A lot of these are hard. Um, maybe that's why it's so difficult, but <laughs> make time for yourself. My number one thing is I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do my program. Um, obviously there are sometimes extenuating circumstances where that can't happen, but most, most likely that's going to happen. That's my me time. That's my time to relax, unwind, um, kind of turn my brain off. And then, you know, in the summertime, I like to go get a pedicure every once in a while, sit down, read a book, listen to a podcast, but make time for yourself. It's, I love working out, but it is really hard for me in my place of business to have that as time for myself. And I've said this before, Mm -hmm. I have to find other ways. The gym is, is a lot of time their place where people go for themselves and that's awesome. But if it doesn't relax you, if it doesn't feel like sometimes I've had people say in group sessions, you know, they don't feel like they get their time for them. and yeah, if you're, if you're training in a group or you go to the gym and there's quite a few people, you know, and you guys are all laughing and joking, then it's, it's, it might be different. You know, I read a lot, like, like hundred pages a day. I read a lot, lot, you guys, a lot. Yeah, I do. That's my me time. Um, I love it. Walks are me time. You know, it's, it's making time for that. I go through and when I plan out my week, I plan the training sessions that I have to run this coming week. I plan my workouts. And then what I also, after my workouts, I plan when I'm going to take a dog or both dogs for walks. And it happens every day today, this weather. I'm not sure. It's so terrible. It's so terrible. My 20 minute commute took 47 minutes. It's like sleet and ice and it's slippery. And it's like, it's terrible. It's not soft snow. No. And for, for a state who just came out of a winter, 
everyone has seemingly forgot how to drive with the snow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's important too to like realize how you recharge, right? So I I am an extroverted person. I like to talk to people. I like to interact with people, but I recharge introvertedly. Mm-hmm. So I can talk to people all day long. I can be on all day long. I can have fun, joke around with people. Um, I really like to sit on my couch with my dogs for an hour by myself. Like yeah. I could sit there and just pet my dogs for an hour if I wanted yeah, to. No faces. No. So, um, you know, probably every other week, my stepson will ask if we can go to dinner. Where do we want to go? He picks the restaurant. It's kind of his time. My husband so politely asks me every single time if I want to go. And every single time, 99% of the time, if it's a real good restaurant, I'm going to go. But 99% of the time, I'm like, nope, I'm good. That is two hours where I can read a book. I can watch trashy TV. And I can sit in the middle of the couch with one dog on each side and not talk to anybody. Nobody's in the house. I'm not worried about if somebody needs something that is. And like, then I'll be fully recharged. Yeah, it's it really is important to know how you recharge. Some parents recharge by being with their kids after a long day. Some parents recharge by not being with their kids after a day. And it's so different from person to person. I sitting on the couch would would drive me up a wall a little bit because I just get very anxious about what else needs to be done. So I have to like, my mind needs busyness. Yeah. That's why you read. Yeah. Um, and most importantly, it's, it's important to know that it is normal to feel this way. Everybody gets overwhelmed. Everybody feels like they're failing and you're not failing. I promise it is okay to not be superwoman all the time. Um, it's a difficult feeling, but it's okay. Yeah. It's very, very normal. And I know it's really easy to think that you're alone in feeling what you're feeling, but it's not, I mean, more than likely somebody very close to you, somebody within your circle is feeling the same way that you do. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like in school when they say, you know, if you have a question ask, because somebody else is probably thinking the same question. If you're feeling something, share it because somebody else is probably feeling the same way. Yep. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Beauty, Brains, and Barbells podcast. If you liked what you heard today, go ahead and give us a like, a share on Instagram. Let us know what more you want to hear from us so that we can truly make this the podcast that females go to to improve their resistance training experience.